Yo, what's up? Welcome to 12 Ounces Sobriety Podcast. My name's Pat Sharp here with my just freaking awesome co-host. Robbie Carson, thank you for that. You're welcome. Started out to Monday. Good vibes. Great Good vibes. vibes on Mondays. Yeah. Want to appreciate everybody who's listening. I don't know. We're at like 18, 19 countries and 400 U.S. cities that we've had downloads in. So really appreciate it. Give us, I don't know, five stars or rank us or, com- or not rank five stars, comments. Gold star. Yeah, whatever platform you use. And I don't know. People say it helps. I have no clue. Anywho, so today we got a, another wonderful episode for you. Today we have a wonderful show. We're going to talk about a few different things, mainly kind of get into the sponsorship, mentorship, things that you should be looking for in early sobriety, somebody to help you along, whether that's in, you know, your 12-step program or smart recovery or Dharma or whatever you're kind of doing to stay sober and kind of what's what to look for in a sponsor and the purpose of having a sponsor and, and making sure you have a good one at that and then probably talk about some, you know, just accountability because they're going to help you hold you accountable. Number one, number two, they're going to lead you along a path of, of how to live a sober lifestyle because they've done it. Yeah. I have to admit something a little embarrassing. Don't think like me. Cause whenever they told me about a sponsor, when I began the program, when I met you fine fellas, they were like, yeah, I get a sponsor Carson. And I was under the impression that a sponsor was someone that paid for your, paid for your groups or like your rehab or whatever. Like someone was actually subsidizing you know your treatment that's not the case <laughs> so i'm like I, I, why would i ask why the hell would i ask somebody to pay for this like i can pay for it myself i got insurance da da da, da. so yeah i'm just gonna let that i'm just gonna clear the air there you guys i felt like you guys were thinking it maybe you didn't know but that's not yeah. the case guys sponsor does not mean that they pay for anything so yeah. well i'm guessing most of our <laughs> listeners don't think that well that might be only you if you did you're not so that is that is not what that means whatsoever. Thanks, Pat. But what a sponsor is, is somebody that has, you know, whether it's in, in one of the recovery programs that you're in, it, it's somebody that's been through that program before that's kind of progressed through it. They have uh, generally a, a good amount of sobriety time underneath them. And what they're going to generally do is lead you along the way on whatever re- recovery program you're on, kind of from the beginning. And they're going to be basically a crutch for you your entire time. Somebody that you can call, that you can lean on when you are struggling, somebody that can, you know, just truly help you along and help you stay sober. And there's a reason the recovery programs are out there because they work. There's, that's the reason why they've been along, been around for so long. And that's the reason why, you know, a sponsorship or mentorship works because it's helped millions and millions of people stay sober. However, just because you know somebody that's been sobriety for a long time doesn't mean there'll necessarily be a great fit for you as far as somebody to ask to be your sponsor. So how do you go about finding a sponsor? What's kind of the process of that? Yeah, You know, a good rule of thumb is to look for someone who has something that you want. You know, that's what I looked for. I needed somebody who's disciplined and that's what I looked for and that's what I got. It was somebody who practiced what they preached and seemed to be on top of the program that they were doing. And I talked to that person every single day and they keep me in line and they essentially give me 
guidelines as to what I need to be doing. And they also don't call me out on my shit. And they do call me out on my shit, excuse me. Yeah. Question for you two. I think I know the answer, but I actually know. I don't know if I've ever asked this question. Does a sponsor, is it, it is a, is it a requirement for them also to be in sobriety or is it highly encouraged or what are your thoughts around that? I mean, it's highly encouraged. I don't necessarily, there's no rules like mm-hmm. that you have to 100% follow. You technically can work a program without a sponsor. I mean, you can go to meetings and not have a sponsor. It's just not recommended. You want a sponsor to kind of help you along the way. But technically, does that person have to be in recovery? No, it's just it's going to be more beneficial to you to have somebody in recovery. Where did you find your sponsor at? So I found my sponsor on a meeting, actually online meeting, but I had been going to it regularly. It was a meeting I had been going to regularly, and I saw this person at the meeting every night, pretty much. And eventually I was like, all right, like, I want to actually get my program going. So I asked the person, I was like, hey, will you sponsor me? That's they profound. Like, and they, they were, said they were, yes. They were like, yeah, I was wondering when you were going to ask me. It's like asking someone in a date. It's like about time. Do you, have you been a smart recovery? Or any other recovery sites, AA? No. But I mean, I've gone to Dharma. Do they like at the end of the meeting, if anybody's available to sponsor, please raise your hand? No, that's not what I got at Dharma when I went there. With Dharma, they have the Sangha, which is kind of like everyone sort of helps each other. It's like a community-based. And I mean, there is a certain level of like there's a sponsor in it. There's going to be someone. It's like a mentor. Yeah, so you know, kind of where do you find the sponsors? My suggestion to you is go to meetings. Obviously, you should, you know, be going to some kind of uh, support group meeting anyways, whether it's a 12-step program, smart recovery, Dharma recovery, group therapy, things like that. Uh, Generally, all the I go to 12-step meetings, and generally at the end of each meeting, they will ask anybody who is available to sponsor, raise their hand. So you kind of get a, you can kind of get an idea of who is available to sponsor. Also, if there's not anybody at the meetings you're going to, you know, find other meetings. We've talked about that before. I mean, there's a plethora of meetings literally everywhere. So, you know, go around and after the meetings, if you know, see people raise their hand and stuff like that and, you know, talk to them after the meeting. You don't have to ask them to be your sponsor right away, but just kind of get a feel for who they are and their general vibe and things like that. That's what I've done. And you can get a, a pretty good vibe from people, one, from talking to them, two, and seeing how others react with them. And, you know, find out if anybody else is sponsored by them and, and ask questions and get the general feel. But the good thing about a sponsorship program, if you get a sponsor and it isn't working out, there's nothing wrong with, you know, saying, hey, sorry, I just don't feel this working out and go and find another sponsor. Yeah, for me, whenever I was talking to people about that initially when I did find out that you know what an actual sponsor was they told me to treat it almost like speed dating in a sense not really but just kind of playing the field a little bit you know talk to people get to know them as you just mentioned you know you don't have to choose the pers- first person that you you speak with you know speak about everything to and really just kind of get to know everybody and like you just said you know fire your sponsor you mean do it do it gracefully but you know it's I've heard plenty of people talk about you know it just wasn't working out they weren't you know, maybe a lack of communication, maybe they just weren't, you know, they didn't jive with them necessarily like, you know, they had intended on. 
or for a multitude of reasons, but they, and then they finally found someone that they felt that connection with. So, you know, if it's not working out for you and you're not getting the full benefit out of that, you know, as we've said numerous times and we'll continue to say your sobriety is, you know, first and foremost. So if they're not getting you to where you need to be, then you, you're going to have to go and, and find somebody else. Yeah. And at the same time, you don't want to sponsor. You're, you're not looking for a best friend here either. You want somebody you respect, but you don't necessarily need to be friends with that person either. They're there to keep you in line. They're that they need to be tough on you. You know, they need to be there when you have questions or you're questioning your sobriety and, you know, kind of go through some things together. You got to trust them a little bit because you will be telling them, you know, things about your life. I mean, this person you're going to get to know really well and somebody that you're really going to rely on. But again, they don't have to be your best friend, but you will need somebody that you're going to respect and that you're okay with, you know, telling things to and talking to and understanding that they're going to have your best interest at heart. You may not love everything they're going to tell you all the time, but they will be helping you out. You know, I've had, I'm on my third sponsor now. I've also, this is my third time getting sober as well. And I took a while to get a sponsor this time because I didn't, I wanted something a little bit different. You know, for example, a lot of sponsors will be like, you know, I want you to call me every single day. That's not happening for me. I'm just not a get on the phone and stuff. And so the sponsor I have now is like, listen, I'll text you every day. I'm not calling you every day. And of course, he was fine with that. He's like, yeah, hey, that's fine. Whatever. But each sponsor is going to have a little bit different set of rules. And, you know, follow those rules, follow their guidelines. If there's something you disagree with, sit down, talk to them about that. But you want to you want somebody that, you know, you guys have good a good schedule as well together. So you don't have to meet with this person. So you know, if, if you find somebody in your schedules don't line up, it's probably not going to work out very well because when are you guys going to ever going to meet? The way I found mine, I don't know if this is, I don't think it is, but I don't, you know, a little unorthodox, but he was, uh, you know, he, he's been a mentor of mine for a couple of years now. And he is, he has been sober for 11, 12 years, something like that at this point. And he was highly encouraging when I initially mentioned, you know, taking another step to to cut it out of my life. We had been meeting prior to it, just discussing the issues and and how much I'd been indulging in alcohol. But uh, eventually I did feel that it was appropriate to take that to the next step to ask him to be my sponsor. And he was thrilled. He was very happy to do it. And he's very familiar with, with the 12, 12 step program. You know, he did it himself. And so it was, it was, it was a great connection, uh, you know, even before we even asked that. So it was a very organic transition into finding a sponsor. But if you don't have that, you know, they're like you just said, go to meetings, you know, be active in within the community with like-minded people who understand and can empathize what you're going through. And that's going to be, you're, you're eventually going to find someone who's going to be the perfect match. I think what, and you know, what's really the most important thing in terms of like whatever program you're working, whether it be AA, NA, SMART, the person that you're going to be looking towards, whether it be the mentor, the sponsor, is somebody who is unfaltering in their intentions to help you stay sober. You know, my personal experience, I needed someone who was familiar with with alcoholism. And really what that person does is uses their own experience and what worked for them and use that, you know, to try and get me sober. Somebody, you know, I needed somebody who went through it somebody who has the same problems that I do both mentally and, you know, addiction wise. Personally, I need somebody who was pretty brutal for lack of a better word. So, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm calling people every day. I have all sorts of assignments. Yeah. You know, and that's because I'm undisciplined. I'm very undisciplined. And I need, I personally needed that. But that's also di- different strokes for different folks. I don't think everybody needs necessarily somebody who is, is quite yeah. as drill sergeanty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I even think my wife is not in recovery or anything like that. But when it comes to, you know, constructive criticism, I'm someone who needs that more drill sergeant type. You know, I, I thrive when, you know, people get on me about things. They call me out on my bullshit or whatever it is. Whereas my wife, the second you, you know, approach her in a more aggressive way, she's like, nope, uh-uh, not doing it. So she's a lot, she's, a, she works a lot differently in that sense. And so, you know, if you're looking for a sponsor, you know, you do need to evaluate how, you know, what would you see in a coach or a teacher? How would they be able to constructively assist you at whatever, you know, whatever you're currently doing, whether it be sports or, or you know, your homework? I don't, I don't know. But and, and apply those to your sponsor and so that it can be a, a mutual, a mutual beneficial relationship for both people um, so that they can help help hold you accountable with the way that you want to be held accountable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that a sponsor is going to help you do, again, like I said, work your program. And the point of all that is to teach you how to live a productive and sober life and how to greatly benefit yourself from sobriety. You know, you don't want a sponsor that's, you know, down in the dumps all the time that's, you know, bitching and moaning about being sober. You want somebody that that is very happy with life. They're happy with their sobriety. They're loving life. They've been successful in their sobriety. And like Robbie was saying, you know, they can then teach you that way and how to get there. Again, he also mentioned like homework and stuff like they're going to have assignments for you to do. You know, there's going to have readings. They're going to have you write stuff down, take notes, talk about your own experiences in life. And part of that, I mean, it's very similar to going to a therapist almost. And all of that is to get the best part of you out. And again, it's part of that program. And as I had said before, kind of getting into the accountability, it's somebody there to help hold you accountable. One that you're working your program, two, that you're staying sober, three, that you're making the smart decisions that you should be making, and you're not making decisions that could lead you back out and lead you back to, you know, picking up whatever substance is your substance of love. Yeah, and this also needs to be a lifeline. You know, we certainly want to be held accountable. We want to have someone who has, you know, positivity, who fosters transparency, who, you know, does all the right things, but also you need to have someone who can be a lifeline when in doubt, when, when everything goes through the roof, you know, for a fact that if you call or you text, they're going to be there for you because there are, there could be times where you're right on the brink of, you know, relapsing or doing something stupid and you need to know that they're going to be there for you. So, trust is a huge thing and you need to be able to trust them as well as knowing that they're going to hold you accountable and they're going to be there. Yeah. Another thing that's important, I guess, to say, I don't know, I would, it might go without saying it might not. If you're a a male, you want a male sponsor. If you're a female, you want a female sponsor. You don't want, you know, a male doesn't need to be with a female. Female doesn't need to be with a male. No fraternizing. No. And, you know, I don't know if that needed to be said or not, or if, that went without saying, I don't know, but yeah, so there's another thought, you know, and so if you're a female, find a female and plus you can find there are meetings out there that are, you know, men's only meetings, women's only meetings that you can go to as well. And so 
you know, when you're trying to find people, I suggest, you know, just checking out different meetings, finding stuff. And not only that for finding a sponsor, I talked about this in our support episode we did, you know, find meetings that you enjoy and that you're comfortable with going to find that home group. That way you're, you know, you can kind of have some camaraderie within, you know, your home group and things like that. And it will make finding that right sponsor for you a little bit easier. But your sponsor doesn't even have to be in your home group either. You know, you can have a sponsor that goes to a different group than you. You don't have to be, you know, together at the same meetings and things like that. But it's somebody, you know, you're you're going to need to check in with often and meet with and things like that. So somebody in your area as well, it's not going to work. A sponsor is not going to work that lives a couple hours away because it's just going to make the logistics of actually meeting basically impossible. I honestly, this is just a personal opinion, but I think it might be a little bit better not to have them in your home group just because you're getting two takes. You know, you're, you're talking to different people and you're able to share that with each other. That's just my own two cents, but do whatever you want. I don't care. The mindset that's like, do whatever your your sponsor mentor is telling you to do. You know, and I will say on the male to male, male uh, female to female, I think there are extenuating circumstances. I know people who have gotten sober with long-term sobriety now who started off with the opposite sex in terms of uh, mentorship, sponsorship. That being said, I do think it's generally important that you're you're with people that are most like you and for men that's almost always going to be another man and with female it's almost always going to be another female yeah i know some people that have been in sobriety a really long time or i should say i know some females that have been in sobriety 30 plus years that had men sponsors at the beginning but you know you look back in the 80s and 90s it wasn't there a lot of these programs have became more welcoming of women i should say to where maybe they weren't as much before. If you read some of the literature of when it was wrote back in the 30s, it's basically the only people that were allowed in the program were, you know, middle to middle upper class white men. And that was it. And that that's drastically changed, luckily. And there was a little misogyny. It, there was. It <laughs> is. <laughs> it's a little cringeworthy yeah, reading some bad. of the stuff like, yeah, oh, my bad. gosh. They've changed that, though. Yeah, I, well, I believe that the main 12-step program is coming out with a complete new book to kind of get rid of a lot of that. I don't know, though. but So some sometimes females didn't have a choice back then, but now there's enough um, women in all the programs that you can find either you know a man or a woman. Yeah, I mean, even in our, in our group, we're, we're pretty much split down the middle. So, Yeah, absolutely. And so, so there's that, and, you know... Take take it serious, and because your sponsor could be one of the most helpful things in sobriety for you. You have to you have to meet your sponsor, or you have to meet your sponsor halfway. You know they can only do so. They can only help you as much as you're willing to to help yourself. They provide their resource, and you can either use it or you can choose not to. And I can tell you from personal experience. That using that resource, reaching out for me has been, you know, life changer. Well, I think it is with anything else in support groups, whether it's in rehab or in meetings, things like that. You can get out of it what you put into it. If you go into everything with a pissed off attitude and a bad attitude and act like you don't have a problem and they're the ones with the problem, you're never going to get sober. You know, you might dry out a little bit and that's it. You're not going to truly get sober. So 
again, I always try to go into everything with a with a positive, you know, mindset and and truly try to work as hard as I can to better myself. Whether that's you know in rehab, I did that, and with a sponsor, I'm doing that. When I go to meetings, I'm there. I'm available mentally and emotionally. And because I'm trying to get as much out of it as I'm putting into it, which is which is a ton. I don't have, you know, we talk about this all the time. We're busy, busy people. I don't have time to waste. And so if I'm spending time doing those things, I'm, I'm going to be working my ass off at them. Yeah, if we're going to be there, then we're going to be there. Simple as that. Write that down. It's a, that's a really good quote. That's our, should that be our motto? If you're going to be there, be there. You're going to be there. Be there. I mean, that, yeah, I like it. Hey, being reliable is like one of the, the, the keystones to like my recovery. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that too, about being reliable, you know, because when we were in active addiction, none of us were reliable people. I was about the most unreliable person you would meet. And that goes back to, you know, I want to talk about accountability a little bit as well. You know, that sponsor can hold you accountable. Your groups can hold you, you know, have a good home group. They can help hold you accountable because if you start slipping on meetings, your home group members are going to start calling you out and be like, hey, where have you been? Is every, and, and I shouldn't say calling you out, but they're, they might be reaching out saying, hey, are you okay? I haven't seen you in a couple of days. You know, it could be you're just sick or something like that. Or you could just be struggling and you're just like, I don't feel like going to a meeting. But then you get, you know, five, 10 other, you know, addicts reaching out to you saying, hey, I haven't seen you at meetings. Where are you going to be there? And accountability like that is huge for us because nobody wants to be look like shit. Well, bu- building a relationship with a sponsor, I think, is good practice for building relationships with other people in recovery as well. You know, I, I think that in my case, working a step four, I mean, a step four, step five, which is essentially sharing all my darkest history with my sponsor, that sort of vulnerability allows me to, you know, foster a more genuine relationship with them. And I think that sort of vulnerability sort of latches or leaks out into my other relationships. And that allows me to build more genuine connections. Well, you've, you've built up relationships with your sponsors, other sponsees as well, haven't you? Oh yeah. And then people and in the program in general with y'all people in treatment and coworkers like and so you know just just try to think about that if you have any questions regarding a sponsor feel free to reach out to us via email instagram or twitter or something like that we're excited for later this week that's kind of why we're having a shorter episode today we got our first interview which we're recording on wednesday and that will be out friday it's with a substance abuse counselor. Her name is Cassie, and we've all actually worked with her a little bit in, in regards of our recovery. So we're super excited to sit down with her. It's somebody that we all three know. We we have a list of questions out there, but if there's something you would like to know from a substance abuse counselor or therapist, shoot us an email. Let us know. We'd be more than happy to put it on the list uh, of questions to ask her. She specializes especially a lot in with early recovery, working in a rehab facility. So she's going to be, she could be a great resource. Uh, if you do have questions, it, we'll, we'll definitely ask her those. We got some pretty good questions for her too. So I'm hoping that it's going to be amazing and should be, should be very, very helpful for all those out there in early recovery. If you could, we would greatly appreciate us any five-star rating or 
reviews, anything like that. I don't, you know, especially on Apple Podcasts, I know how to do it there. And Spotify, I don't really know about the other players. I'm sure they're there, though. All right. Follow us on Twitter our, and Instagram, 12 Ounces of Sobriety Podcast. Our email address to send us questions is 12OunceSobrietyPod at gmail.com. You can also just send us direct messages as well on Instagram and Twitter. And we will get back to you, I assure you that, within 24 hours probably. For anybody that does reach out via email or direct message, more than happy to to answer any questions you have back. And like I said so far, it seems like we've gotten back to everybody that has within 24 hours. It does help us out, though, because it gives us kind of suggestions on how our audience feels and what their pressing needs are in early recovery. And we're really trying to address those things. So, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. And we'll love talking about you. And we're we're pretty active on social media, especially on Twitter. We're always asking some questions to get people's feedback and, and how they feel with their recovery and how things are going. So, as always, feel free to reach out and we will we'll talk to you on Friday. Ciao. Bon, bon voyage. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.